Good evening. You're tuned in to Friendship, the Power of Positive Living with Dr. James Huey, a specialist in human affairs, and his special guests, all of whom will aim to help you take charge of the opportunities in your life. Let's go right into the studio right now and join Dr. Huey for the Power of Positive Living. Good evening. Welcome to Friendship Radio and to the grand march through life. My name is James Huey, facilitator of the Friendship Rate... Hey, let's start over again. My name is still James Huey, and I'm facilitator of the Friendship Personal Retreat Program here in Galveston and on ships cruising seas throughout the world. We're offering the gift of listening hospitality, and I invite you to join me here on KGBC Friendship Radio for Southeast Texas as we explore topics to enrich the quality of your life. Power for positive living and friendship. Well, one of the characteristics of coming back live to you after a month's delay is trying to remember who in the world I am. I guess after a month of being on tape delay, it's kind of exciting to be back with you here on KGBC live this evening. Now, for those of you who may be joining us for the first time here on KGBC, we emphasize that I personally believe that we spend a great deal of time developing and writing our life novel. This current chapter is the day that we're living in the present. The novel we have written is our past, and the future is the novel that you and I will live in our futures. We have the choice as to how we take the present and convert it into a positive and healthy future. I stress that because this is something that Friendship Radio is trying to use its hour to make time and energy and effort and knowledge that will be beneficial for you. Each one of us has our own personal growth program. A lot of the information that we share may be appropriate for you, and it may not be appropriate for your neighbor, or vice versa. If that's what we're doing, and that's a firm belief that we are creating an atmosphere here at Friendship where people can learn and work and get the information you need to write your life novel. Because how we live our lives is a choice. How we choose to respond to what happens and the choices we make on what will happen. That is what we say when we talk about power for positive living. That is power within each of us. A concrete belief in this program is the idea that each one of our attitudes, the attitudes that you have toward yourself, the attitudes that you have toward others, these attitudes and these choices that you make every minute about the attitudes you choose, these attitudes will determine your feelings, these attitudes will determine your thoughts. And once you have made these choices about how you wish to feel based on your attitudes, once you have selected the thoughts you wish to think based on your attitudes, then the feelings and thoughts will convert into behavior. As we have mentioned before, and we probably will continue to do so because it's such an element and important key in how each of us approaches our particular behavior pattern. Friendship is a process to learn. It is a process where we can take the choices of attitudes, the choices of feelings, the choices of thoughts, and therefore we get to choose our behavior. I think as a psychologist, probably one of the saddest things that I encounter as I talk with a number of people 
is the feeling that so many people feel victimized, that they have the opinion and belief and attitude about themselves and their world, that they are really victims of choices and behaviors that other people do. Well, of course we are affected. How we choose to respond to other people's behavior is where personal growth is determined. Our behavior will determine on our attitudes. No matter what happens, people will make the choices that are best for them. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to make healthy choices. What they will make, and each of us makes, you make them, I make them, is that we will choose behaviors that we believe are the best for us. Friendship Radio here is a service to assist you as you make your choices. I'd like to take a couple of moments and share with you something that I believe very strongly, and that is that travel is an excellent form of personal growth. Friendship, as you know, provides lecturing services on cruise ships, usually multi-day cruise ships that go to all parts of the world. Travel is a form of personal growth. Friendship takes and works with people who elect to take cruises or to go on retreats at sea and to help them understand their lives better and make choices. The reality is that no matter where we live, we tend to take on the characteristics of attitudes and behaviors around our environment. Our life is so much easier when we have attitudes similar to the culture in which we live. Therefore, one of the ways in which I believe personal growth occurs is to take oneself out of whatever culture one lives and to experience and have dialogues with people who have different points of view. You know, one of the realities that we as human beings have is that most of us believe that reality is as we see it. In other words, I am sitting in this studio and talking with you, and I am seeing my world, and I'm seeing reality as I talk with you just from this point of view. And you, wherever you are hearing this broadcast, you are seeing the world in your own reality. Each one of us sees it. And as we interact and as we share dialoguing back and forth, there is the tendency to believe that each one of this reality is all-pervasive. I find it very enlightening and very challenging to depart from this atmosphere or from any other atmosphere and to interact with people who see things differently than I, James Huey, happen to see things. And I'll take a moment to share with you something that I guess reinforces this and maybe even makes it clearer. If you have seen the movie Dead Poets Society, this was a hit movie in 1989. I believe it was up for an Oscar nomination. Well, Dead Poets Society had a number of points in it that were very important and very significant for those of us who are into personal growth. The teacher, who is played by Robin Williams, he's talking to students in the classroom, and the students have only seen this classroom from the student's desk. That is the way they have seen the classroom. However, he encourages them to come around and see the classroom from the teacher's desk, see the same situation, but encouraging them to look at the environment differently. I stand upon my desk to remind myself that we must constantly look at things in a different way. And then in a very bold and radical situation, he encourages them to climb on top of the desk and look out and see the same world. The world looks very different from up here. You don't believe me? 
Come see for yourselves. Come on. Just when you think you know something, you have to look at it in another way. To me, just very clearly communicates that need to see our world from a different perspective, a different view, whether it's from the front of the classroom or the top of the desk or whether we need to go to southern Louisiana or to northeast Oklahoma, we need to go out and communicate with people who are not in our normal point of view. If most of our friends and associates are in business, we need to communicate with people who do not have a business background. If we're constantly communicating with social workers or physicians, then we need to be communicating with people who have a different background, a different value system. And this is a challenge. Because earlier I mentioned that personal growth is work. It's not something that you can passively sit and receive inspiration from someone. Personal growth means challenging our view that reality is only as we see it. What we see is our reality, but it is not the same for other people. I don't know how many people believe that what I see is what everyone else sees. One of the things I remember when this lesson was taught as a child, and that's the idea of the four blind men who got together and tried to describe an elephant. And each one of them had a different impression. They were all real, and it was all what they saw, but that was not the same as for everyone else. Each one saw the reality different, but they did not see it in the total context. And the only way you and I can really enlarge and challenge ourselves to grow is by going into different cultures. One of the reasons I feel very comfortable coming with you this hour each Thursday evening here on KGBC is the challenge that I see in myself. I speak with you, I talk with you, I interact with you, not as someone who has gotten personal growth mastered, not someone who has developed all the techniques and has it all together and therefore I don't need to do any more growing. To me, growing is a process. You either grow and change and adapt to the world, or you eventually just wind up starting the process of dying. Like in England, they drive on the left-hand side of the road. You and I are used to driving on the right-hand side, and we do it so automatically. And to be in a culture or in a situation where we are doing something we know how to do, which is drive. We do know how to drive, but we have to do it in a different way. That throws us off balance. It requires us to think and focus on something very difficult. And a lot of people make the adaptation of driving on the left-hand side of the road very comfortably. Others don't. Another thing that I have shared with you before um, from previous trips, and something that I constantly am amazed, and that's the role of touch. In our culture, we tend to see touch as being either an aggressive and competitive model, or we tend to see it in the sexual and romantic area. One of the fascinating things about going into a Mediterranean culture is that touch can be used in the area of nurturing and affirming. It's a way of communicating positive self-esteem for self, but also positive ways for others. One of our limitations oftentimes is that we rely only on the use of words rather than combining words with the skill and power of touch. 
I guess another observation that here on American highways, I get so used to seeing billboards that it's kind of a shock to drive in other countries, not only on the left-hand side of the road, but to drive on highways elsewhere that do not communicate the value of billboards. You can actually see the countryside. You can see hills. You can see the lakes. You can see the fields. You can see farmhouses. You can see so many things that we can't see. Like if you've driven from Galveston to Houston, well, you know, there are any number of billboards. If I am in the process of saying, are billboards good or bad? Well, I don't think I can possibly say that. Because if I am driving to a strange town and I am looking for a hotel or for a restaurant or for a particular tourist attraction, I find billboards very helpful. They come through to give me the information that I need. If I am trying to enjoy the countryside, I would like to see the view. I can get distracted and I can become very irritated. And therefore, I think it's important to be able to experience the fact that there are other cultures that don't place such a high premium on being informed and getting things up on billboards. One of the things about cruising is the ability to slow down and relax. Our American Texas culture is that it does not encourage us to go in a slow or restful pattern. We are very hyper and we value the process of doing We don't learn how to slow down. In fact, even on weekends or whenever our day of rest comes, a lot of people don't slow down. They just collapse. They come home and they collapse on the couch and vegetate. One of the fascinating things about cruising is watching how long it takes a number of people in our culture, the American culture, who are driven by this need to do and achieve. And that's where our value as a human being comes from is what we achieve not value on us as a human being. And to go into another culture and see how many people take time to stop at sidewalk cafes. They take time to visit with each other. It's almost like we have lost the art and skill of just visiting and interacting without doing something like when I go visit someone and they have the television on. It's like these become more important than the dialogue. But that's my own value system. Self-image as affected in service by other people. I'm very appreciative when people provide service for me, whether they're fixing my washing machine or selling me a Whataburger. And I am amazed at going into other cultures where sometimes service is considered less than positive. People who perceive their own sophistication level by their ability to be critical of others fascinating differences in our own culture. Now, what does all this mean? It just means basically that if you and I are to grow, and if we are challenged to grow, then I believe that we need to expose ourselves to different points of view, different attitudes, rather than wherever we live. It's not that where we live is good or bad, but I believe we need to work just like exercise. You exercise and you develop muscles by exercise and usage of these muscles. If we're going to develop the so-called personal growth muscles, being able to have a broad view and be tolerant and to be able to develop the idea that, once again, our way isn't the only way on this planet. If you and I are going to try and understand this whole process where attitudes affect the feelings and thoughts, the feelings and thoughts determine our behaviors. The describe 
interpret and judge cycle gives us the chance to make changes in those attitudes. They make changes in those feelings and thoughts, and therefore they make changes in our behaviors. Now, I don't know about you, but my process is that I'm in a situation where I like to grow and I like to change. It's kind of exciting to be able to do that. And one of the ways that I do it is to take a sequence of my thoughts, my feelings, and my attitudes and put them in the DIJ process. For example, there was a 10-year-old boy on this last cruise. And this is just to take the situation and describe it as you would see it, as I would see it. And if we had 100 people, probably 98 or 99 out of the group would see the same thing that you and I are seeing. This 10-year-old boy, and he was accompanying his mother on a cruise. That was the description. He was the only young person, and young meaning 50 and under, who was on this particular ship. Okay? Now, this is not your typical cruise out of Miami, which I'll go back to assure you, as those of you who have had the chance to do so. Cruising can include people of all ages and can certainly be great for families. But on this particular cruise, this young person was the only one. Description of behavior was this 10-year-old boy carried a stuffed animal, a stuffed dog, everywhere he went on the ship for three weeks. That's a description. I would look at it, you would look at it, and we'd say, yes, this individual carried a stuffed animal for three weeks. A number of the people who were on this cruise were not only parents, but a large number of them were grandparents. So a lot of them behaved and therefore responded in that manner. To interpret the behavior, and I'd emphasize that there's a difference between describing behavior and interpreting it, although if you listen to most conversations, you will notice that most people don't differentiate between the two. For example, one of the interpretations was that this stuffed animal served as a security blanket, kind of like a stand-in for Linus and his blanket. Well, then there was the interpretation that the boy carried the stuffed animal to compensate for his parents' divorce. He was traveling with his mother, and his father was not there, and they were in the process of divorce, which, of course, like cruise ship is like any small town. News carries, and people have as one of their favorite forms of recreation talking about other people. And people, if they're going to talk, they'd rather talk about themselves, but if they're not going to do that, they'll talk about other people. Another interpretation, that this was a level of immaturity. He was not acting appropriately for a 10-year-old. He was immature. You are immature if you're still carrying a stuffed animal at age 10. Then, of course, there were those who interpreted this as not being a masculine trait. I guess by inference, stating that if it's not masculine, it must be feminine. One of the things, of course, in our culture is that if you're going to be a male, you'd better be masculine, and if you're going to be female, you'd better be feminine, and we certainly don't want any of those things overlapping in between. We had a description of the behavior, which was the young man carried the stuffed animal. Then we had the interpretations, something like security blankets or immaturity or not masculine or compensating for something going on in his world. And then the third statement, which tends to incorporate the verb of judgment, to judge the behavior, to judge the person. 
For example, as I mentioned, this is a cruise populated by grandparents, and grandparents have strong opinions about a lot of things. And one of them was that this should not be allowed. First, we describe this individual carrying the animal. Then we interpret it as something that is not particularly positive, and we judge it as something that should not be allowed. It was bad for the individual's mental health. Now, I don't know where some of these judgments come from except from personal value systems because these people were not trained clinicians. They are not people who can read minds, and yet they were taking a behavior, describing it, interpreting it, and making judgments, just like you and I do in a lot of our conversation. I don't like it, so others will not like it. How many times do we find ourselves doing that? I don't like someone's particular behavior, and that may even be my own behavior. But I don't like that behavior. I don't like that feeling. So others won't like that behavior or that feeling. It's for his own good that we judge it negative and we make him stop. It's a justification. One of the neat things about justification is that oftentimes we use it to communicate to other people that, hey, this is something that needs to be changed, and it's for your own good. It's kind of like the old part, I'm spanking you, and it hurts me more than it hurts you. Or, let me give you some good old constructive criticism. Oftentimes, when I interact with people, I hear people judging my particular behavior, or I may even judge others. For example, a car makes a left turn in front of me. Okay, that's a description of the behavior. An interpretation is that he was trying to cut me off. And a judgment that he was bad, he's a poor driver. Well, I don't know why the guy is turning in front of me. He may not see me. He may have been in a rush and trying to get some family member to an emergency center. What I'm saying is that so often there is the tendency to take the description of a behavior or feeling and the interpretation of that behavior or feeling and the judgment of that behavior and feeling and combine them as though they're all the same thing. We tend to combine the DIJ process in viewing ourselves and other people. For example, one of the statements I heard was that young boy carrying a stuffed toy. See, once again, the power of definition. And instead of becoming a stuffed animal or a stuffed dog, it becomes a toy. Which, once again, the question is, should 10-year-old boys be playing with toys? Or, I heard one person say, it was like a doll. Well, that goes back to the definition of what is masculine. Should a 10-year-old boy be playing with a doll? Once again, what is your definition of masculine behavior or feminine behavior? If you have certain values as to what is good or bad in those areas, then you can find yourself very easily going into the judgmental phase of self or others. And, of course, the most famous one that we psychologists work with all the time, and that's the word normal. Is it normal for a 10-year-old boy to be carrying a stuffed doll or toy? I see labeling and the power to define words as so much a determination of our attitudes and feelings and thoughts. Now, here there were people that were taking that power of defining it, and by making it and defining it as a toy or as a doll or not being normal or abnormal, 
they were able to reach the conclusion that the mother should make him stop. Nothing to do with trying to understand where the individual had needs, whether it was positive for them, but I don't like it, so other people don't like it. And, you know, this happens a lot of times, and we were talking about it externally, but, you know, it also happens internally. For example, someone who's on a diet. I ate the cake and went off my diet, and I'll never be able to lose any weight. I'm so weak, and I have no self-control. The person has taken all three of these components and has put them into one particular aspect. I ate the cake, went off the diet, and I'll never lose any weight. I'm so weak, and I have no self-control. The description, which was, of course, ate the cake and went off the diet. Then the interpretation, which is, I'll never lose any weight. And then the judgment is, I'm so weak, and I have no self-control, and let's abuse me, and pick on me, and hit me, and do all kinds of emotional, psychological damage. This very easily fits something that you and I will do because we learned it as children. There is so much of an opportunity for me to make the choice of negative labeling, whether it's of other people or of other situations or even in a how I choose to see myself. One of the ways in which you and I face the challenge of personal growth is to realize that the choices that you and I make about ourselves and our world and the way we choose to describe behavior, the way we choose to interpret behavior, and the way we choose to judge that behavior does determine our attitudes, our feelings, and our thoughts. And once these choices are made, then they determine the behavior that you and I have each and every single day of our lives. thank you for joining me this evening here on KGBC as we continue to explore topics to enrich the quality of your life, power for positive living and friendship. This is your friend and host, James Huey. Good night.